You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Good evening. This is Mike Beckett. And John Jorgensen here. Yeah, Kevin bailed out on us this week, so John filled in. Of course, we won't miss Kevin anyway. Mm, no. No. <laughs> um, we're going to answer questions. We're going to listen to your comments. We might listen to your complaints, or we may just cut you off. You never know. Uh, I just listened to that intro. I don't think I've heard that before. I've never heard so much bullshit in my life. <laughs> they think we're trucking experts? Well, some people do. I, I I'm not a trucking are. expert. I know tires. Exactly. Okay. Brown and black. We got that. I had a guy the other day call up, want me to help him uh, getting organized and starting a business. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake. Big mistake. All right. If you have a question or a comment, push one on your phone dial. That'll put you up in the queue so that you, we know you got a question. If you push it twice, you'll be erased from the universe, and you'll have to get a copy of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in order to find your way home. So push one once, come up on the line, we'll answer your questions. If I don't have enough people wanting questions answered, then I start telling dirty jokes and singing, and it gets awful oh, ugly. No, let's please not do that. We don't want to do that. No, okay, no, no, no. all right. We do have one fellow online here to start with. He is from the 208 area code. 208. And where is he calling from? I'm going to go with Michigan. You're going to go with Michigan, huh? Yeah. Where did your sister used to live? Uh, I've got three sisters. We've got Idaho. Bingo. Oh, there it is. I should have known that. I <laughs> you should have known, known that. that. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. All right. Now, the second half of the question is, where is he calling from? Uh, Boise? I, I you think know. he's home? Sure. Well, no, you know, I, well, it is Christmas. It is Christmas. I hope he's home. I think he's in Oklahoma. Okay. Mm. Let's find out. We will push this button right here and say, how are you doing? Hey, can you hear me now? Uh, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome. Now, where are you calling from? I'm actually calling from home. I'm calling from Idaho. Well, John was hey, right. Christmas right. weekend, the guy's hanging around the house. That's there good. Mm. And what can we do for you? Well, I um, uh, appreciate you guys uh, taking the, the call. I've got a couple of, couple of questions. There was um, a comment that I seem to remember about uh, when you're buying new steers, uh, about putting them on the drive, having the torsion help set up the rubber, running them that way to get a little longer life out of the steers. Am I remembering something that, that's worth doing? Or is that, that even a comment that you guys made? It was a comment I made, and I was discussing what we did years ago when the steer tires weren't as forgiving as they are now. We would put them on the drives and run them for about 20,000 miles to harden up the rubber and make sure everything was square and solid. And then when we put them on the steers, they had less tendencies to start irregular wear patterns. But with good premium steer tires today with a good alignment, right inflation, bearings are tight, uh, it's, it's an unnecessary labor expense. Okay. All right, got it. And I, um, I had a question also about the, the counteract. There's a... a I'm wondering if I if it's worth going through the efforts to try to have them directly instead of just seeing if uh, uh, like I've got a, a, a shop that, that's local and uh, they're good folks and I think they care they don't use your equipment but as far as the rotations go and then there's a lot of maintenance that I use them for um, and you know their position was that the uh, Doing counteract beads was unnecessary once it was balanced, but I'm thinking, well, they're also wanting to sell me tires. So uh, they have them available, but they were a pretty penny. I think they were charging about 40 bucks a tire. And I'm wondering if that was uh, a fair market. I don't mind anybody retiring or making a little money. We all want to do it, but not all, not all off of me, all off of one transaction. 40 bucks sounded like uh, it was a little excessive, but, you know, maybe I'm just uh, – Maybe I'm just being cheap. Was that 40 bucks for a pair of tires or for a single tire? Every tire. 40 bucks all the way around. Wow. That's, that's 
Is that about right, John? Well, if they have to break the tire down. Yeah, but if they're putting it in when they're bombing the new tire anyway. Yeah, then no, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, that's a little steep. Yeah, no. Uh, they're they're kind of proud at that. I'd say $25 or so is about a going price for a bag of equal or counteract thrown in your tire when they're mounting it. Now, if they have to take the tire off, then they have to charge you a mount and dismount as well as the price of the counteract. Okay? Got it. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, generally, I think they're pretty fair. That one kind of stuck in my side a little bit, and so I'll I'll well, I'll double if check. All if, it's equal. if if all of their other stuff is pretty fair, and that's the only thing they're a little high on, suck it up and and have them take care of it. Okay. Right. Now the. The other thing you need to consider is if they already have a $5,000 or $6,000 balancing machine, they have to pay for that balancing machine, and if they can't pay for it by getting you to have them balance something on the machine, they're going to pay for it by marking up the balance a little bit to help pay for that stupid machine they already got. Right. Yeah. Now, let's talk about their balancing machine. Any balance is better than no balance, okay? Right. The problem I have with a balance machine is that it only balances the tire and the rim. It doesn't balance the drum or the hub. And it's only perfectly accurate the day they did it. Because as the tire wears, it doesn't wear uniformly around the circumference, and the balance points change in the tire. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. Yeah, if, if my only choice or if I looked at the dollar prices and let's say they wanted $30 to balance it their way and they wanted $40 for the counteract, okay, you can argue that back and forth. If it's $40 for either one, I'll take the counteract. Well, it's going to end up being cheaper in the long run, too, because you're going to have to rebalance that tire later in its life or that weight that's on there could end up damaging the tire. Correct. Correct. I still like counteract or equal better. Absolutely. Mm. Right. Okay. Oh, I got it. I don't know whether maybe you um, remember a while back. I'm running these. Uh, I'm running these Toyo, and they seem to be kind of a line haul regional kind of hybrid. They're uh, I'm getting pretty good wear out of the out of the tires. It's an M. Uh, uh, what are they? 157. Okay. Um, and uh, but I'm I'm not sure when I. I I had, uh, when I rotated the steers, I had uh, talked to, you know, the same shop as I, I, I bought the tires. And mm-hmm. uh, he was, con- one of the guys there was convinced that I wasn't going to get uh, 140000 out of the steers, which uh, I take your guys' recommendations. I do, I run them at 120. Uh, my wear pattern is really in a, in a good spot, you know. Uh, um, I, I was thinking, well, if he knows right out of the gate that I'm not going to get uh, more than 140, I uh, am wondering if there's some other recommendations. I am like you guys as far as uh, I'm not I'm not looking for the rolling resistance part. I'm looking for maximum life, longest tread life. You know, okay. durable tires. And uh, I'm wondering if you guys have uh, a couple of favorites that would be good for me to. You know, okay. kind of start looking for, looking at. Okay, now if you're actually running a 157 Toyo tire, that's actually a trailer tire. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. And you could run it on a trailer. You could run it on a steer because they're all really all position tires. But a trailer tire tends to not have the stuff built into it to help you get the best overall steer tire life. They don't spend as much engineering on that tire. Okay. 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 All right. Now what? Is your operation? Are you a line uh, haul? Are you flatbed yeah. or what? It, it's line haul. It's reaper. You know, living in uh, Idaho, um, there's uh, you know potatoes outbound. Uh, so it seems right. to you know be a lot of sense to run reaper, uh, run reaper from where I'm located. Okay. All right. So you're going more than 200 miles before you make a delivery then? Oh yeah, I'm, uh, I'm okay. all 48. Okay, so you're you're a line haul truck. Okay, then what I would be looking for would be a premium steer tire with five ribs in it, and that little decoupler groove that you're familiar with, you know, that little shoulder piece. Okay. Yeah. Now you can get that in a Michelin, you can get it in a Continental, you can get it in a Goodyear, you can get it in a Bridgestone, 
You could get it in a Toyo if you pick their Toyo tire. All right, so all of those tires and the Yokohama, all of those tires are capable of providing you with a five rib with a decoupler on it, which is a line haul steer tire, okay? And all of those companies make a good steer tire. So my final decision of which one I'm gonna buy is which one can I get a better price on? And that's that's sensitive locally. It depends on who you're buying from and what kind of deals they got. Now, if you're if you're looking for a tire that consistently over the years will produce really good mileage, you got to look at a Michelin. Okay. That you're gonna pay more for it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I. Um... You know, I uh, you know I do. I mean, I guess I'm like anybody. I uh, I do like the deal. Uh, there was something that you guys had mentioned. I guess uh, uh, you know when the premium tires move on, they go to kind of their second tier. Not at the same tire, but it's second tier. Uh, you know, their their lesser name brand, right? I don't remember the lesser right. name that you guys had on it. Uh, sure. You know that that sounded like uh, a good thing to you know. You know, pay attention to and look look for, but you know, really, uh, over the last three or four months, whatever I've learned tires has been from you guys. So I don't know yep. if you guys want credit for that yet. <laughs> well, uh, that's okay. We don't sell tires, uh, but that means that that in Goodyear, your second tier would be a Dunlop. In Michelin, your second tier would be the BF Goodrich. In Bridgestone, your second tier would be a Firestone. Uh, Continental second tier is a general. All of them have a second tier, and those second tier tires are are not bad tires, and the cost is usually considerably less, which means it costs you less to drive it. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys taking my call and and uh, do enjoy the show. I guess uh, no that's, problem, uh, that's all I've got. You have a good day. We'll uh, send you a bill for the advice. Thank you. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Right. Bye-bye. <laughs> right. Bye-bye. Okay. That wasn't bad. No. That wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. That's easy questions. Um, oh, we got a bunch more questions now. 507 area code. 507. Yep. Mm. Yep. I should know that one. Yes, you get phone calls from all the time. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Um Colorado? I mm, Minnesota. Minnesota. Been in Holly Territory. Yeah. 615. Well, there's a 615. Yeah. I think it is up there, too. Hold on. Let me take a look. Take a look. What do you mean? Six, uh, no, that's Tennessee. 651. 651. Yeah, right, you get right, the, you're right. dyslexic. Right? Well, yes. Get him backwards. Okay, and where's he calling from? Is he calling from Minnesota? I'm again going to go with yes. And I'm going to say he's out of the state. Out of the state. Maybe he's visiting relatives. away from Minnesota. And so where is 507? Hello there. Can you hear me now? There you are. Yeah, I was thought you were asking him where 507 was. Now I'm asking you. (laughs) I am right on the Minnesota-Iowa border. Are you really? In Albert Lee? Yes. Well, I am 40 miles west of Albert Lee, but yeah, I'm uh, eight miles off of I-90 and uh, 40 miles from Albert Lee towards Blue Earth. Oh, sure. I know that area, actually. Very nice. Cool. We know where that is. Good deal. And, right, and, I do, and are you... we do a haul, a, a haul livestock feed um, with a, uh, well, I haul like 24 ton. I'm always 80,000, 50% of the time. Uh-huh. And I'm going through tires. We buy tires every year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Michelin. I did have ex- or, uh, Yokohamas on my trailer. Yeah. I bought them about nine months ago, and they're probably at about 35% already. Are they? Let me ask a question here. On the trailer tires, are they wearing out uniformly all the way across all eight tires, or are some of them wearing faster and are they wearing faster in one part of the tire than the other uh yes both um the tires in general are wearing evenly but i do feel axle flexing on the very inside Ah. my very inside rib is on one tire is pretty much illegal right now and i still have 40 percent on the rest of them 
Okay. So I, I did take all eight tires, swapped everything from the inside to the outside, basically mm -hmm. turned the tires on and stuff. So all the uh, flexing wear is to the outside. Got it. Um, but I'm not concerned about that at this point because I ordered a brand new trailer. It'll be here in four months. And okay, I did no, order what? the uh, heavy axle, the 25000 Very nice. Hmm. I just, somewhat, somewhat my question maybe on that side. Um, well, I was talking, I wanted to talk about the steer tires, but now we're back into the trailer tires. But I ordered a 25-pound 25, 25 axle with extension, you know, because I'm putting super singles on. So we extended them a little. Uh-huh. Should go to the 30,000 axle because I'm bringing them out that little bit more. So the, you know, the outside tire looks like it would be a, like a, it's on duels. So you're buying a longer axle, but you're going to put yep. zero offset rims on it, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Good. Okay. Now, the, the only question I have is the diameter of the axle. Are they selling you the six inch large diameter axle or are they selling you the five inch axle? And I want the five inch axle. Oh, you want the five? Yes, the five has a thicker wall. It's a thicker piece of pipe. The six inch has a thin wall like a Coke can. Oh, that way, yep. Okay. So they they do have a twenty five thousand pound breeded axle, but they make it in the six inch axle and in the five inch axle. Right. So ask them which axle you're getting. Um, I've actually got the paperwork, but I probably don't have time to look it up. Um, but yeah, that was my question. I wanted to know which, if I needed to go to the 30 or just the five inches, be fine then? Yeah, as long as you go to the five inch axle, I got no problem with it with zero offset rims. Okay. I guess my now, original question then was uh, um, steer tires and all position for drive axle. Right now I've got uh, all, I've got all position on my... Uh, on my drives, and actually, I didn't realize there was a difference between all position and non all position. Right. Because actually, um, I put steer tires on my drives. They're Yokohama's nice tire, but I found out afterwards they weren't a uh, all position. Well, and they are with any, any any tire is an all position tire. Okay. Okay. Technically, because there's really nothing that says you can't run a drive tire on a steer axle. You can run a steer tire on a drive axle. The difference is that a steer tire will only normally start with about 18, 30 seconds of tread. And a lug-type drive tire will start with 28 to 32, 30 seconds of tread. You have a lot more tread, which means they're going to stay on the truck a lot longer than if you only have 19. And if you're going off-road and on-road... The lug tire gives you better traction in adverse conditions than a straight rib tire does. You see what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So the question I have now is you say you're wearing out tires once a year. Are they wearing out evenly and uniformly, or are they wearing out with irregular wear patterns? No, mostly it's all even. You got to remember, we're doing a lot of, like I say, we go out anywhere from 20 miles to 50 miles one way. Yeah. Uh, S curves, a lot of turning, a lot of start and stopping. Yeah. Um, so that's where I think we're tearing up our tires is we're slowing down, speeding up, slowing down. Our tire guy said, well, you're on gravel all the time. Well, no. We're not. We go out 20 miles. We'll go like an, a mile and a half on gravel, mile and a half to blacktop. And that's, you know, we don't spend much time on gravel. That's good because we have gravel, gravel reduces your tire life by about 36%. Okay. Dirt reduces your tire life by 50%. So the more time you spend off of asphalt, the less overall tire life you're going to get. 
The more starting and stopping you're doing, the less tire life you're going to get. The more turning you're doing, the less tire life you're going to get. All right, that makes sense. Okay. So having said with- all yeah, that's that's what's causing you know, all the tire life. I can I can see that. If I had a regional guy like that, and if I could manage to get him a hundred thousand miles out of a steer tire, I'd be real happy. Okay. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with the steer tires. You know, getting a hundred thousand once I got the alignment taken care of. Good. But but it's the drive tires that just get eaten up. Uh, we do about 100,000 miles a year, and we probably get, you know, maybe uh, 10 months to a year, 12 months or 14 months out of them, and that's about it. Do you do you guys have a real good recapper up there? Uh, there might be, but I don't put recaps on. Okay. That that would be the only thing I could think of that might reduce your cost of operation is to go to recaps. Okay. You may not get any more miles, but it'll cost you a hell of a lot less to run them. Yeah, we put on a, I put on a pair of eight drive tires that, that had open sidewalls and had a, it must have been a two-inch lug. I mean, it was big. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can say the name of the tire, but I mean, it, whatever, but the tire doesn't matter. It's the recap. And I wouldn't put two inches of tread on it because that's too much flex when you're cornering and accelerating. I would okay. want about, I would want just less than an inch, like 28, 30 seconds of tread. Okay. And a good hard recap and on good casings. And the cost per mile will probably less than buying new tires as long as you get good caps that don't blow up on you. Yep. Well, they've got the new caps or whatever where they, uh, you know, they're all one piece, aren't they? And they kind of stretch over the tire. That's yeah, a safer cap, isn't it? Yeah, it's some of them. But again, it always comes down to the capper. How is he treating the casing? Is he properly repairing it? Is he looking for rust spots in the belts? Those are the things that cause the casing to fail. And if that isn't done right, I don't care what cap you put on it, it's going to fail. That's why I want to know if we got a good capper, somebody with a really good reputation up there, produce some good work, and then I would buy some caps from him. I might even take all of your eight casings in that you've got that you know what condition they're in. They're worn out, but they're in good shape. Have him cap those. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking about going to, uh, I've got Yokohama's on, and I was thinking going to Michelin, but they're like another 120 or $10. Um, and and I'm not sure they last any longer in your operation. They're not. I don't so think then so. go with the lesser expensive or a recap. Yeah, or, or, or go to Chinese. What the heck? Get some double coins. What? Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, with that kind of an operation... <laughs> Shoot, I'd buy some double coins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is double coin an actual brand or what? Yep, double no, coin's an no, actual no, brand. No. It's an import from China. Uh, everybody up there is going to have some off-brand drive tire. I had another guy the other day that bought some areolas from India. And uh, in your kind of an operation, he was just tickled to death with them. They, they cost him half as much. They lasted just as long in that operation as anything else did. What the heck? Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess that makes sense because I, I see where the wearing is going on these things. But, but all right, I'll find out on the uh, um, axle on that. I really appreciate that. I, I'm going to look through my paperwork and see it. It just says 83 and a half inches is all it says for an axle. If it, it describes it as... If they describe it as an LDA, large diameter axle, they use the abbreviation LDA axle. It's an in-tracks or van-tracks suspension with an LDA axle. Okay. That's the one you, that's the one you don't want. Oh. Okay, LDA. Is bad. All right. Okay. 
I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good day. Thanks for calling. Mm. You too. Bye. Bye. Minnesota. Yeah, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone that's had good luck with those cheap imports. Mm. Not in a line hall. No, no. But I suppose and, and, for, and he's not a line hall. Yeah, I mean, for a specific application like that, it probably is a benefit to that. Yeah. Yeah, I I would certainly look at them, and yeah. you know if if you got one that runs pretty good, it's cheap, but you're not going to get any life out of it anyway. So right. what right. the heck? Give it a shot. Yeah, and there's actually a little less risk of buying one of those double coin drive tires as opposed to getting an unknown casing and a recap. True. Yeah. You could get a bad casing and pff, it's gone. Yeah. So well, I think double coins probably been here the longest. I mean, I remember hearing. I'm about hearing them some good things about them. You know, so I. For that kind of a day, I'll try it. But if you go to these these truck shows, there's 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 tons of other tire companies that are coming oh, over now. And tons of them. Can't even pronounce half the name. No, nope. no. Nope. And some of them you can pronounce. I can't figure out why is that the name of a tire. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> true, true. All right, we have killed a half hour here, and we have another question from the nine three seven area code. Wow. Um, mm. Georgia. Mm. Okay, I'm going to say Ohio. <laughs> big spread there. big spread yeah. and uh where do you think he's actually calling from um you know i kept thinking everyone should be home but i thought I, I suspected a lot of people that are visiting family and friends as well so yeah from georgia and in florida mm. uh, but he's from ohio <laughs> oh he's from ohio <laughs> he's from ohio okay, <laughs> Ohio visiting Florida. So. Okay, Ohio visit. Now that would make sense. Okay, I'm going to say Ohio this time. I'm going to say he's home because the last two were in their own state. Yes. So we're going to try that. So I'm going off the path. Okay. Nine three seven. And how are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Merry Christmas. We're, Happy New Year. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you too. Thank we're having you. fun here. Now, now I know your phone calls from Ohio, or at least the area code is. Where are you actually calling from? I'm in Texas. He's in Texas. Wow. You were closer than I was. On the road. On the road. All right. <laughs> is, is it really stormy down there? Oh, we went through rain from uh, south of Kansas City all the way through Oklahoma. Oh, so, my goodness. Uh, they had eight inches of rain in Joplin, Missouri today. That's a bit. All right. Well, you, you stay, out of the, stay out of the snow and the tornadoes. You'll be fine. Well, that's the weather that's coming to us. Yeah, that weather's coming to us. We're waiting for it. Yeah, it's a bunch of snow. Yep. All right, and what can we do for you today? Hey, Sparks, uh, I got a question, but before I get to the one I was thinking about was uh, I've got a uh, 2013 Rettenauer, uh flatbed trailer with 30,000-pound axles uh, mm -hmm. with on a big, big bubba. Are there sometimes axle flex issues with uh, – mm -hmm. With that amount of uh, heavy dutyness of a uh, axle, yes, there can be axle flex issues. There can also be loose wheel bearing issues, which looks just like axle flex, inside edge, inside tire. Okay. 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 What are you seeing? Uh, I, I am kind of running a uh, hybrid on the trailer. I've got duels on the front spread axle and the rear axle. Uh, I've got super singles, and on light loads, I had a liftable axle, is why I decided to run the uh, super singles in the rear position. So, but, which uh, one lifts? I, the front axle lifts. The duels lift. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And what kind of tire wear yeah. are you seeing? I am seeing no tire wear, no – I've got two-inch offsets. I know it's a bad thing. Yeah. I haven't flipped them. But, yeah. you know, prim primarily, you know, I, I hauled 8,000-pound uh, loads. Oh, you're hauling uh, feathers. Ten, ten months. Ten months, yeah. I, I had I had hauling pillows, you know. Yeah. So, but – uh. Super light loads, you know, I could have done it on three axles, and I was doing it on four, you know, great mileage. Yeah. I tried those uh, Michelin X1 multi-energies. It does not have a decoupling groove. I uh -huh. thought because I didn't want to try it because of the scuffing. When I do, do have the duels in the down position on the forward axle, so 
uh, that's kind of what I'm running right now. And, you know, when I go to trade it off, I'll put the duels back on the rear position. Got it. Uh, Got it. Well, that one with the decoupler that I talked about, I only really want that one on the steer axle, not on a trailer. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. Trailer tires don't have decoupler. Actually, the question is, I've got an old truck, 1989 Kenworth with Eaton axles, drive axles, DS402s. Yep. And uh, I upgraded the uh, hubs from a steel two-lug nut system to a Conmed aluminum hub-piloted single lug nut uh, hub. Right, and right. When I installed, when the, the bearings came with a spacer to go in between the bearings, mm-hmm. yep. so when I installed those, I cranked them, you know, cranked it up hard, backed it off, and then set at 300 foot-pounds of torque on the inside nut and 300 on the outside nut. Uh, Any issues with doing that, or do I need to – how often should I recheck those? Well, first of all, you did it exactly correct. Second of all, every time I'm back on a trailer doing grease work and service work – well, not every time, because how often are you greasing back there? 5,000, 6,000 miles? Oh, these are are the drive axle on the tractor, so – you know, yeah, for but, a grease job, you know, the whole truck gets greased probably ten to 15000 Probably. Okay. Should I do that a little more often? No, no, that's fine. That's fine. But every 50,000 or 60,000 miles, you have a more intense service done on your truck, right? You know, just with changing oil at uh, 25000 you know. Okay. You know, every other, every I, other I oil change... Every other oil change then, I would be jacking up those rear wheels, and you're normally jacking up the front and checking the kingpins and checking the bearings, right? Well, at 50,000 miles interval, I would be jacking up the rear wheels and putting a tire iron underneath the tire with a little socket to act as a fulcrum, and I'd be wiggling them just to make sure they're tight. And as long okay. as everything's tight, I'd just keep on rocking and rolling. Make sure okay. to take the brake off. Hmm. Yeah, you got to release the brake, otherwise you're not checking shit. It doesn't work very good. Yeah, <laughs> I've done that. Okay. okay. Well, what one of the other things I do, you know, you talked about, you know, centering up the drum. Uh, when I uh, have the front wheels off, for example, last time I had them off, I will. I have manual slack adjusters, so I manually tighten the brakes to make sure the drum is centered on the hub. That's fine. And then we use I use skirt nuts with a protruding shoulder that goes inside the wheel uh, where the lug nut is. So that all sounds good. I like all that. What about the dual position on the, on the centers? And I only tore, I manually torque them to 450 pounds of torque rather than let somebody hammer it right thousand you know with a one inch gun i like that and the skirt nuts on the duels you can buy extended uh sleeves that go nuts with extended sleeves that will go through both wheels okay they're offering those now oh yeah you have them you have them a short one for a steer you have one a little longer for two steel wheels next to each other you have a little bit yeah. longer for a steel wheel and aluminum next to each other, and you have a real long one for two aluminums next to each other. Okay. Okay. So there's a variety of sizes for you to pick depending on what your configuration is. Now, as far as centering the drums, you can do it the way you did it, and that's fine. The other way to do it is I've got a little bar with a slide piece in it, and I just put it between the seat and the brake pedal. Uh-huh. And lock them all up. Just a Okay, I got you. That way, well, I got to adjust the brakes anyway, so yeah. <laughs> manual, manual slack. So got a manual, but, uh, you got to adjust them anyway. Okay, that's cool. Okay, well, well, thank you, Mike. Not a problem. You have a great day and drive safe, huh? Thank you. You bet. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye.
That was Ohio. Yes, it was. Oops. Oh, my God. I got O-G-H. That's not how you spell Ohio. That's not how you spell no, Ohio? No. No? Okay. All right. Well, we got it. Okay. All right. Very good. We've had a good time with that. Um, now, I have to say that at this point, folks, I don't have any more questions or comments on the line. And I'm getting real close. Oops. We're clicking buttons here. Put that back here. Put that one back there. Oh, there we go. All right. Now I'm okay. I don't have any. Oh, there's another one. Good. You were saved by the bell because I was going to start singing Christmas carols. Oh, we don't want to do that. Don't want Christmas carols? I, I can leave. You can leave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, we've we got a call from a 760 area code. Hmm. Pennsylvania. Hmm. California. Not even close. <laughs> and where is he calling from? California. I'm going to say he's home. I'd say he's home, too. Yeah. I'm going to agree with that one. Let's see what California does. Hello, California. Oh, Mike, this is, uh, I'm up here at home in Julian. In Julian, where I graduated from high school. Wow. I did. I did. And who be this? This is Donald. Um, I'm up here uh, just south of Julian, just south of town, up here freezing my butt off. <laughs> up there in the mountains. Apple country. Cool beans. Uh, not what so much right now. No, I no, got one right question. Uh -huh. I got one question. I picked up an old 74 Peterbilt water truck. Oh, my goodness. And it's it needs a front suspension, but it's got the old drag link with it. It's a big socket. It looks like a flathead screwdriver. Yeah, yeah. I was told there's a special way to adjust those. Do you know how? Yeah, with a stick of dynamite strapped to it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. All that screw does is allow you to take out the slop in the joint. Okay, so okay. Just tighten it up and that's it. You don't have to back it off or yeah. nothing. And don't over tighten it so that the ball can't move. Right. Okay. But if you're just using a standard screwdriver, you're not going to over tighten it. No. Okay. Yeah. And all it is there for is to, to allow you to take the slop out of the ball. Okay, just tighten it up and that's it. I don't have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, don't have to okay. worry about it. Just make sure it's greased and it's all good. Okay, because this is an old 74 Pete that has no uh, front brakes on it. On yeah, we used axle. to do that. Wow. We used to take the front brakes off. Mm -hmm. And we would take, take the off. brake drum, we'd cut the center out of the brake drum and put it up on the hub for a spacer so the wheel was where it was supposed to be. We'd take the brakes off, the backing plate off, and plug off the airlines because we believed the truck was safer without front brakes. Uh, up here, Julian, you know how, how level it is up here. So we I think we're going to go to front brakes. I got to put them back on, and we're going to stop this truck. <laughs> yep. No front brakes. I don't know. Okay, cool. Well, we, we didn't know anything. I mean, we were back in the 80s, and all we were trying to do is get the truck to go from mid Midwest to California. And, sure. And they believed that if the front brakes locked up, they'd cause you to go to a jackknife. So they talked to everybody and taking the brakes off. <laughs> Far out. So, any other problems or questions? Uh, no. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Then we expect a sack of axle, uh, apples in, yeah. in the spring or fall for for payment for this. Okay. Or you can send me a bill. Jeff has my uh, address. Oh, okay. We can send you a bill, <laughs> and the check will be in the mail, right? Yep. Awesome, buddy. You have a good day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. You just told us a story not long ago about front brakes on trucks. Now you used That's, We were doing that. I mean, you know, we didn't know. Everybody believed that brakes on the front of the truck was bad because you wanted to brake in the back so that it didn't, you know. And I can see the argument. I just, you know, looking at it outside, looking at it, that's insane. But, yeah. It is insane. <laughs> the other thing I didn't know, and, and, and a, a, a brake engineer told me this. He says, when you step on the brakes – there might only be a second or so difference, but the the drive brakes apply before the steer brakes do. Okay. Mm. Which causes you to drive straight ahead anyway. Sure. Mm. Now, he may have been lying to me. I mean, mm. engineers do that, but yeah. that's what he told me. I, I can see the logic of that. Too. I can see it, too. Okay. I think he told us once, too, that the rear brakes actually have more pressure than the front brakes. Isn't there a distribution? I think there was a distribution thing, but I don't remember I don't that remember anymore. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But now we got ABS, so it doesn't matter. True. 
We have more questions. We have a, somebody from the 256 area code. 256. 256. New Jersey. Hmm. New Jersey, Alabama. <laughs> I'm not doing You're really doing good today. today. More tonight. And I'm he's at home. Okay. In Alabama, he's at home. Okay. I agree. Hmm. I agree? Okay. I agree. Right. Hmm. Hello, Alabama. Sweet home, Alabama. That's right. That's but the I'm one. in Georgia. Yeah, and you're in Georgia. Oh, He's yeah. out of state. Yes, sir. I'm okay. in Georgia. He's working. Probably at a bowl game. So is, 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 it, is it Sweet Home Alabama or is Georgia on your mind? No, sir. It's Sweet Home Alabama. No Sweet doubt. Home Alabama. Okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> Up around Muscle Shoals. No, sir. Close. Northeast Alabama. Northeast. Okay. All right. Very good. Yes. Well, what can we do for you today? How often, mileage-wise, on spread axle tires should I rotate them? I've talked to y'all before about rotating them, you know, from the, the front to the back and not Xing them and everything. But how often mm-hmm. should that be done, or should it be done by the tread depth? I go by tread depth. Now, normally on a spread axle trailer, the worst wearing position is the right front, followed by the left front, followed by the right rear, followed by the left rear. That's the normal worst wear positions we see. But different operations can give you different patterns. So I would be using my tread depth gauge. And what I would do is if I checked eight tires, and let's say two of them were the worst two and two of them were the best two, I would switch those two sets of tires in a rotation, and I'd switch the the other two sets in a rotation. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I didn't know if that would be the best way to do it, uh, but that that does make sense. It's the way I would be doing it, just trying to get the worst tire to the best wearing position and the best tire to the worst wearing position, so I'm wearing them out as sets. Yeah, keep it nice and even. Mm. Okay. Uh, Side note question on that. If you don't buy all eight of them at the same time Mm. or you have a blowout, and then you you know you replace two, and you've got two pretty new ones versus six or either four. It's worn. Same thing or no? I would still be putting my best tires in the worst wearing position, and traditionally that's the right front. So right front, then left front, right rear, left rear. That's normally the pattern we see. Okay. All right. Well, that's what I was looking for. I sure do appreciate it, and y'all have a very, very happy new year, and thank you again, sir. You do the same and drive safe. Thank you, sir, and goodbye. Okay, so we got Alabama, we got California, we got Ohio, we had Idaho. Yes, we did. We are working our way around the country. All lovely places. And we have another question from a phone area code of six. Oh, Wisconsin. Gee, Merry Christmas. You're really hot on this tonight. You should know somebody. You normally do. Calls like okay. Is he home or is he getting away from Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Um, I'm going to go home still. He's Sunday night. He's trying to get someplace with a load before New Year's. What's you know? It's still a holiday. I I don't know. Yeah, go find out. Mm. All we got to do is ask the guy. He'll tell us. Now, if it weren't right in the middle of holiday season, I wouldn't. Yeah, anything possible. Yeah, right. Where you at, Wisconsin? I'm in Florida. He's in oh, Florida. Wow. I told you he was getting out of town. Well, that sounds a lot better in Wisconsin right now, I suppose. What's up, buddy? Well, uh, you had me thinking there. You said uh, tires and gravel last 36% long or less, and right. in dirt they last 50% less. I, I don't understand the reasoning for that dirt. Well, have you ever sandblasted anything? Yes, I am. Driving in dirt is just like sandblasting the tire. All the nooks, crannies, all the way up into the tread, voids, everything gets blasted when you're when you're driving on dirt. Uh, I've, I've spent very little time in dirt, but I will argue with you about your front axle tire where I've okay. used front axles for... Hundreds of years almost, but anyway, mm-hmm. millions and millions of miles. And my spreads, of course, I always had double dumps, front axle and back axle. Ah, my front so you're axle, <laughs> My front axle would always go 135 to 150 farther than my back axle, but then.
mm-hmm. uh, I just rotate them all, and then I change. You know, they'd all end up to be about three hundred fifty thousand when I got done. Right now, which axle would you normally lift? I don't. I don't lift. I just it just dumps the air out of the bags there. But I always dump the back axle when I'm turning, going around mm-hmm. the corner or whatever. But mm-hmm. if there's any. If there's a lot of room or wherever, or it depends if I got to walk it in. If it's tight, I got to walk it in. The air in the front one, or the you know razor lower. Right. All right, but let's let's talk about what happens when you dump the air in the rear one. The weight is on the front one, which means right. the rear one has nothing to keep it in place, so it definitely slides around the corner dramatically. Correct. You're erasing that rear axle. Correct. Yeah, so in that case with a dump and dumping the rear one, yes, I can see where the rear one's going to wear faster. But if you have a vehicle with no dumps on it, it's always the right front. Yeah, but that that is just ignorant. I mean, it's just if you don't have your dump belts on, all your bushings, your, your wheel, every, that's just hard on the trailer walls also. Oh, I agree. It's hard on everything. That's why a, a, a spread axle trailer is not designed to go around a corner. Yeah. Well, it, it works great. I mean, if you put the dumbbells on like you should, mm-hmm. there's just basically not a nicer trailer out there on the road. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a DOT guy, okay? But no. I have been told by DOT guys that a dump control in the cab is illegal. I've heard that too for years, and you you probably won't find one owner operator that doesn't have it in the truck. Right. It doesn't make any sense to pull up to a corner, stop, get out, dump there in the back axle, get back in the truck, go around the corner, stop, get back. I mean, it's just that just defeats the whole purpose. I absolutely agree with you. I have no doubt about it. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, there's there's all kinds of DOT out there, and there's all kinds of rules and regulations. And, and the bottom line is, the guy going to make money, or is he going to play games? That's correct. That's correct. That's where I got into an argument with a factory rep once about how to adjust a Mercedes-Benz drive axle, and they built this one with no adjustments. And I said, then we're going to cut this weld, and we're going to cut that weld, and we're going to set it. And the factory rep says, you can't do that. And I said, well, no, wait a minute. And I talked to the owner of the truck. I said, now, do you own the truck or does the Mercedes? He says, I do. Do you pay for the repairs or does the Mercedes? I do. Do you pay for the tires or Mercedes? I do. And then the hell with the Mercedes. They're, yeah, they're just I out agree. here causing trouble. Let's fix it. I agree wholeheartedly. You got to make it work for the the owner or the driver yep. who's ever driving. I mean, if it doesn't work, it don't work. So you got to That's right. It. That's right. Okay, buddy. Well, I appreciate you calling. Did we answer all your questions? Are we okay? Yeah, I was just kind of wondering about that that dirt there. That didn't make any sense to me, but I I never spend much time in the dirt. Well, those numbers are the ones I got from the tire engineers at various tire companies, and they all have the same charts. And they say that the best wear is on smooth, fresh asphalt. It's the lowest rolling resistance. The next after that is concrete. You lose 5% between asphalt and concrete. Then gravel is 36%. Pardon? All right. One last question. You guys, yeah. are you, is there a, a good alignment shop in Florida? If, you you'll go, if you'll go to yeah. our website, mdalignment.com, yeah. and then go to our shop locator tab, It'll pull up a map of the U.S. You can pick any state, and it will list the shops in that state that we recommend. There's several good shops in Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I have to locate one. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys are great. Have a wonderful night. And happy New Year's. Same to you, bud. You drive safe now. All right. Thank you. Bye now. Bye bye. Okay. We didn't do too bad. We have uh, we have uh, about ten minutes left. Oh, okay. And nobody is on the line for questions. Okay. 
Do you have any comments that you want to make to our listening audience about things you've heard in the last week or so that you thought were interesting? Interesting. Um, well, I was in Walgreens earlier today, and there was a uh, um, Kingsford Grill display yeah. that said um, grilling essentials, yeah. and it was covered with snow brushes. Mm. Snow, brushes snow brushes on the grill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually took a picture of it. I'm going to put that on the company. Put that on the company site. All right. That would be pretty good. Grilling essentials. Grilling essentials with a snow brush. Yes. That was cute. I tell you, when it's snowing on the porch, I'm not firing up the grill. I can't get to the grill. The Christmas tree is blocking the door. The Christmas tree is blocking the door. Can't even get outside. No. We have another question here. We can handle this quick from a 231 area code. 231. 231. Texas, Michigan, gee, Merry Christmas. And I bet he's not in Michigan. Uh, it's probably cold there. Is you in Michigan? Yes, I am in Michigan. He is oh. in Michigan. Oh. Son of a gun. What part of Michigan? Ludington. Ludington. Where's Ludington at? I don't know that. It's on the uh, west shore of Lake, or east shore of Lake Michigan, the west shore of the state, state of Michigan. Oh. And right. about four and a half hours up from Chicago. Oh, okay. All right. Got it. Right, right above right above Muskegon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Iron, iron country up there? No. no. Muskegon. You're you're talking about north of Holland, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, he's he's in the main part of Michigan. Oh. That's not iron country. Oh. That's potato country. Right. Right. What can we do for you in Michigan? Well, my question is, uh, what are your thoughts on running the uh, balancing rings along with the balancing beads? Is that no, an don't do it. The no, that's bad. No. The two systems will fight with each other. Okay. You want to either you run the balancing rings or run the balancing beads, but don't do both. If you've got the rings, okay. you're already done. Okay. Don't. Don't yeah, if already invested in the rings, don't put any shit in the tire. Okay. Well, balance masters um, or centromatics? Hmm. Yeah, which uh, do you have that or you, you have balance I, yeah, masters? Yeah, I do. I, I, I've got balance masters and then I've got the, the beads in also. And I don't see yeah. an issue, but I was just wondering. You can have an issue. It won't happen all the time, but you can get it to where those two different systems will set up a harmonic and just fight the shit out of each other. You got to shake okay. vibration. Mm-hmm. Often it'll happen when you're cornering. Okay. Well, I haven't okay. noticed an issue. Is there an All issue right. if uh, if you've had a tarp balanced with the traditional weights? Should you no. take them off when you put up put something on, or just? No, there's no point in taking them off. But okay. there's really no point in doing it either. Now, are you a fan of John Wayne? Yes. Have you ever seen him in a western? Yes. Have you ever noticed that in a Western, he wears suspenders and a belt? I never really noticed that, but... He wants to make sure those pants don't fall down. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, balancing with a balancing machine and putting a balancing device on is a belt and suspenders. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I, uh, I, had the, I had the wheels balanced originally. That's all I had was the, the metal weights. And then no, I bought fine. the rings. And I bought the rings and put them on, and, and no. I didn't know if I should take the weights off or just leave them on. No, no. But next time you buy tires, don't pay for a balance. Well, I won't the next time. But I just thought the original time, since I already no, had I them on, I didn't know. I didn't know whether no. to leave them on or take them off. Leave them on. It ain't worth the effort to take them off. Well, what if he's okay. got ones like six ounces? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. You know, you're in good shape. Okay. Thank you. Do you bet you stay warm and stay out of that lake effect snow? Will do. All righty, buddy. Bye-bye. Thanks. Okay. Lake effect snow. Lake effect snow. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're – he is – you come from Chicago south, and you go around the lake, and you come up to Holland, Michigan. Okay. He's up there. Uh, right. He's on the lake effect side of the mitten. I had him on the – yeah, you're thinking all the way up north of Green Bay, yeah. up in the IP in the UP. Yeah, IP UP IP UP. We all pee. Upper Peninsula, someplace like that. All right, <laughs> very good. Uh, I think there's another question here. Well, good times. Six oh three. 
603. We already had the 603, didn't we? Did we? No, we didn't. This is a new one. 603. Who do you think? What's the state? Uh, Oregon. Hmm. New Hampshire. I am just You're just completely right, Next gone. time I think Oregon, I'm going to just go. And I'm going to have to believe he's at home because everybody else has been at home except the one guy that went to Florida. Yeah. So are you at home, New Hampshire? Yes, I am. Yeah, all right. Christmas weekend, everybody's staying home. You guys, I'm really proud of you. Very nice. What's up? Yeah, I got a uh, new 5700 Western Star. Okay. And I am having a vibration to the right, and it's only to the oh. right. Ooh. Okay. Is it only when you turn to the right real sharp, or is it just a little bit turns? Oh. Oh, pretty much when you turn sharp, like on an off-ramp, on-ramp, or even in the yard, turn the yard and turn it relatively sharp, you get like a vibration, rumbling, uh, that type of effect. It seems like it's coming from the drive line. That's what I think, but I don't know. Okay, when the vibration starts, do you feel it in your feet or in the steering wheel? Uh, my feet. All right. It is a driveline vibration. It's not a front-end vibration. Okay? Um, what suspension is underneath this Freightliner? Uh, it's got the airliner. Airliner. Uh, how how many miles are on this thing? Only got 22,000 on it. It's been doing it pretty much wow. since it's been doing Ooh, okay. So we have a birth defect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I had it back. I took it back, but they... Checked it over, they but got, they couldn't really put yeah, in find anything. They got no clue. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, and this is that new star, that 5700, is a brand new model for uh, 2016. Yes, and they do have some new devices that control the air fill in the truck, in the airbags. Yeah. I've heard about it. I haven't seen how it works yet. They also have some ABS controls, and I think they're building in some roll stability systems into it, too. Okay? All right. It is. We had a problem similar to this, only not exactly the same, on some Mack trucks. Yeah. And they have a roll stability system in it. And if you turn the steering wheel, now there's, it didn't care if you went right or left. If you turn the steering wheel and... The, the front of the truck would start going into an oscillation. The steering wheel would start jabbering. The rear seats were bouncing around because the roll stability system was activating the brakes in intermittent spots to prevent a rollover. The system had a bug in it. Had a bug. Yeah. <laughs> you, may, you, may be, you may be dealing with something like that. They didn't have any warning lights either, so there was nothing to tell them that was what was going on. Right. Okay. That's the first thing that I would want to check on a brand new truck. Let's make sure the roll stability system and the automatic inflation system is not screwing up. Now, one more question. Does it do this with a trailer on it or bobtailed or both ways? Both ways. It's, yeah, it seems like it's more or less too under power. Okay. Yeah, I would be I would be checking that out. That's the first thing I'd go back and make sure it's checked out. Okay? Yeah. All right. This, All right. The second thing that I would check on that particular suspension is I'd make somebody go underneath it with a big impact gun and make sure all the U-bolts are tight on the rear of that thing. Yeah, we've done that. Good. Oh, okay. Good. Yep. Third thing I would do is I would take a tape measure, and I would measure from the frame to the drive tires in all four positions and make sure that those axles are physically centered side to side. They should be within a quarter of an inch. Okay, from the frame to the inside of the tire. Right. You can just check it that way real easy. Don't have to have a trailer on it. Just go in and check it and see if they're squared, okay? Okay, yeah, I can do that. Those are the first things that I would check. If you don't find it in that and they've still got a problem, you can contact us. You can contact us through our website with email, or you can call us, and we'll be glad to talk to you through some more stuff and see if we can help you figure this out. Okay, appreciate that. All right. Very good. All now, right. Our office, you got a pencil? I'll give you an office number you can call, okay? Okay. 515-967-5626. Okay. 
And you can tell whoever answers it that you talked to me on the phone and we got this far and, and we'll see if we can help you. But do these things first, okay? All right. Not a problem, buddy. Okay. You be safe out there, huh? Okay. Appreciate your help. You bet. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mm. Yep. Well, that's disappointing. A uh, new truck, and they can't figure out what's causing that. No, surprise. No. They usually can't figure out a whole lot. No. Well, folks, we have done a half hour. We have had a good time. You've asked some good questions. Uh, I don't think we gave you any good advice, but that's normal for us. <laughs> so you have a good one, and we will talk to you next year. Oh, that's right. We'll be next year. Yes, it will. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.